When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rangers Rabble podcast. Um, match reaction from, well, I say from, we are sitting in the house, but match reaction after today's comfortable win in the capital. Um, Hibs won Rangers 3. The show is brought to you by Let Me Repair UK. So thanks to those guys for sponsoring the show. Um, I'm joined by Craig and Kerr, and hopefully soon to be Robert as well. Um, Craig, before we get into all the podcast stuff, I believe that you're on emergency call. Yes, so sorry for missing the uh, podcast this morning. My my belief was I'd drop the part, go off into the hospital, um, and literally just open the door and boot her out. And apparently, I had to go and with her for a little bit. So um, I was sat there looking at my watch at quarter past eleven, thinking I'm not getting back for this uh, this pre match reaction. So um, yeah, on any call at any moment. Although I don't think the fact that she hasn't even started it yet, I'm not sure it's going to be uh, anytime soon. That's dedication for you, Kerr. Your missus is about to give birth and you come home um, for the Rangers rabble. But it wouldn't have been me, but he's dedicated, isn't he? And I've still been at a hospital, but Craig's now, he's sitting there. And I forgot to tell you, the hospital is just next door to him, right? And I think just walk out his front door and he's at a hospital, so he didn't let us know that. <laughs> he's about five minutes up the road, to be fair. Five minutes drive up the road. So, uh, anyway. What's Craig? Yeah, there you go. Oh. I, I, you're still being there. Dedication for the rabbi. It's brilliant. Right, my, it might be a couple of days. I'm I'm planning to be at work tomorrow until unless oh. anything uh, unless anything happens. She's basically said there's no point me sitting bored and wasting my paternity leave until something's actually happening. So, baby, that's a, that's some good wife, by the way. That's oh, oh no, she just, wants, no, she just wants me off for the full two weeks when the baby's born. That's all it is. Ah, well, that's true. That's true. That's true. Anyways, we are here to talk about football, so we shall. Care um, more than comfortable win. Now, there's, there's loads to take from the game, to be fair, but just your initial reaction to the win. Comfortable, um, never really un, in any danger, really, at all. Um, end of season game or not, it's not the easiest place to go, and we went there and controlled it. I thought in your played really well. You can say bits and bobs, my bit was... How's- I did back to the game, but I thought we controlled the game. I don't, I don't I thought we were excellent. I thought that the back suit and King were very good. Robin McCrory looked a bit nervous at times, but I thought overall we played really well. We scored three goals, and it should have been more. That's me finished, ma'am. <laughs> Just to let you know, <laughs> and you're in mute. <laughs> That's me trying to be all professional and change it up a wee bit, and you just finish really, really, really quickly. Um, poor Anne Marie. Um, but there you go. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, Craig, I, I, I'm always hesitant to be over enthusiastic or take too much from a game where for us there's not a lot riding on it. There's, there's, there's always pressure, of course there is, 
but in terms of league pressure, there's none. But really happy. Um, not a not a poor player on the park, um, and we come away for Edinburgh with, albeit it doesn't really matter, but the three points. Yeah, it's one of those games that I think without being professional, it could easily have been a slip up today. They could easily have uh, come a cropper, but I think it was a good professional performance. Nobody really was poor over the overall game. A couple of maybe um, first half um, under par performances. Um, one that I was not slagging off first half, but was 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 saying he was a bit poor, and then he and he pops up with one of the goals. Um, but yeah, it was just a, a a routine performance. But everyone did their job, and it was an end of season game. But it could easily have been a uh, one that we come. Quite, I think if if in the past without a few of the players that we brought in, I think. Uh, it would have been one where we'd have fallen fell. How much care can we take from a game um, like today? Obviously, look, one of the big talking points is, of course, no Kent, no Morelos, and we go Easter Road and we play well, we score goals, we look comfortable. But how much do you take from these end-of-season games in terms of moving forward? Because, look, I'm, I'm not the most pessimistic person in the world, but I'm looking at that game today and I'm going, Suter for me was immense. Um, Cantwell controlling the midfield, Raskin breaking everything up, McCrory almost keeping another um, clean sheet, Yilmaz looking looking the part, um, Tav doing well at right back. So I'm looking at that going, I'm quite excited about next season, but just how much can we take from that? Take as much as you want, Martin. I think we played really well. I thought the players there are performing because most of them know they're going to be selling Ibrox next season. Like I said, it's midway to front. I thought Campbell was really good supporting fashion, who I thought actually played really well up top himself today. Thought he won a few headers. He was chasing balls down, he was holding it up well. Thought Hadji played well, not get me back criticism, but he was finding pockets of space. He was neat and tidy, and he came into the game more in the second half. You can see he's slightly behind the pace of others because he's just back, but I thought he was good. And I thought, I mean, Lundstrom, I thought, played well, which I don't usually, but I thought Lundstrom played well today. I thought. Ryan Jack, Ryan Jack, when Ryan Jack's put me on, I think Lundstrom always looks better. Honestly, I do. I think it gives him more confidence because he knows if he breaks, Ryan will be behind him. I thought we played well in general. I thought Big John Suter, his passing was really good today, going forward. He was finding his long diagonals were good. They were hitting the spot and his defending was good. He was throwing himself into his shots, blocking them, and he was just physical. I thought he kept Nisbet in his pocket most of the game and Leon King beside him looked very comfortable. I thought we played really well, so you have to look at it because Hubs were fighting the day to go and get above Hearts. Do you know that way? So it wasn't, a no, it wasn't an end of the season game for Hibs because when you play Rangers, everybody wants to beat us. And you've seen that at the start, they try to be physical, but we cope with that very well. The only downside to me was Raskin coming off. I don't know how serious that is. I didn't well, think it was all in the challenge, but maybe it's better just being uh, safer. You know what I mean? Bringing them off just to be safe, but I thought we played really well. Yeah, we definitely couldn't. We, we couldn't arrest them care for the third half. Definitely no, couldn't. No, I've been too much, Martin. No, too much <laughs> in the third half. Of that. <laughs> okay. I'm going to bring in late to the party, Robert. Robert, how are you? Oh, technical nightmare there. Um, but my, my wife's come to the rescue with her laptop and I look divine in HD, don't I? Absolutely incredible. You do hold it. Um, Just hold, so hold, I can't hold, be going to get my sunglasses on, Robert, right there. <laughs> hold that thought, hold that thought, because RRM has quite rightly said um, Martin, I'm not the most pessimistic watch some reruns. I meant to say positive because I am very pessimistic. So my apologies. I meant, I meant to say I'm not the most positive person um, in the world. All right, Robert, before we move on, your thoughts on that 90 minutes? Um, well, routine first 45. I thought we'd, we'd played... It's just me now, is it? Um, I thought we played uh, really well in the... That's really awkward. Really well <laughs> half. Um, I And... Uh, some good performances in there. I really thought uh, John Suter and Ryan Jack were, were, were brilliant. Uh, Cantwell again, uh, showing why um, he's been brought to the club. So, no, it was good. I enjoyed it. People need to stop finishing early because I'm trying to have a smoke while you're on full screen. You know what I mean? That's absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. That's the you're talking to yourself, but Martin, you just see a big coupon in the screen and you're talking to yourself. Do you know that way? It's weird, isn't it? I don't like that. No, but it's going to be like that going forward because that's what the professionals do and we're going to become very professional. All right, okay, brilliant. No, no, no. No, no. And I will never go full screen. I will never put the people... Um, through having to see this face full screen. Um, that just would not be fair. Right, let's talk about this and get this, because this is probably maybe the only negative 
Um, it's not the first time, Craig, that we've seen Raskin go down or have to maybe go off with an injury. He has had a wee niggle, wee couple of niggles since he's been at the club. Is that a worry, considering just how vital he's going to be next season, that possibly he's not always going to be fit? No, I think um, I think the last few weeks he's, he's been a lot better. I think today's one um, to me was an impact injury. I think looking back at the looking back at the replay, uh, Nisbet's made a tackle on him, and his right knee has then hit his left knee, so it's sort of an impact blow um, more than actually hopefully a, a long term one. Um, and I think in this game, you just don't risk him taking him off. We were two nil up at the time, um, basically take him off, give him a rest, and swap things around. Yeah, it's just it's just not worth. Not worth keeping him on the pitch if, he, if he's going to aggravate it, but it did to me look like more of an impact injury. Hopefully, care because, like I say, that it's not the first time that he's um, he's picked up a wee knock, and we just hope it's not something that's going to reoccur, especially next season. Yeah, I agree with you, Martin. We just hope it's something they can shrug off and see if he's maybe not one hundred percent for the next couple of games. It's just we just rest, even put him on the bench if we can give him minutes, but if not, just leave him out. There's nothing at stake and. I'd rather get him fat for the start of the season and make this worse because you know what our injury record's like it's not the greatest we don't have a lot of luck so I'd be, rather be safe than sorry and keep uh, Raskin off the park rather than on it if he's carrying an injury Robert Yanis Hadji um, was getting a wee bit of stick which I think personally I think is extremely unfair the guy's been out for a long long time with injury he's trying to work his way back into that team get back up to speed um, but then he gets his goal, and I think after his goal, you can see that confidence is coming straight back into him, and he started to be a lot more heavily involved in the game. Hundred percent, it gave him a massive, massive lift. Um, you saw sort of what it meant to him when he sort of approached the, the fans behind the goal after he put it away. He was he was quite emotional. So um, no, it was a, it was um, as you see a, a lift that he needed. It, I don't I don't I didn't see too much criticism. Maybe I, maybe I was sort of skimming past that on social media, but. I kind of felt in the last few games he's no been near what we know he can be, but still I still I know no I know that and that's that's fine I'm no being harsh on the guy but I still think if a series offer comes in in the summer I would consider it because he's I mean, me and Keir talked about uh, pre match I think he's one of the most sellable assets in the side um, I mean somebody will remind me how much did we pay for him Oh, I can't remember four million quid three million quid what were you saying there Craig sorry. Three and, three and a half. Three and a half. I can read lips. Sorry, I can read lips. Sorry. So if you can get that back, then I think maybe that money could be used elsewhere because I think Tom Lawrence coming back in, I would rather have Tom Lawrence in my team than Yanis Hadji. And that's not a slight on Yanis Hadji because um, I, I do think he's, he's, he's a decent player, but he's more of a, a luxury where I think Tom Lawrence maybe gives you a, a bit more dig uh, and, and a bit more sort of endeavour. So that's my take on the boy. But no, great to see him get his goal. It was it was a, it was a, it was a lovely work goal as well. I don't know who puts the ball into Sakala, but it's a lovely ball in and Sakala knocks it down. It was suits up to He had a great game. Was it, oh, was uh, it Lundstrom, sorry? It was, it was Looney. So was great, great header down for Sakala and, and the, 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 the sort of two attempt finish was, was nice. As, and and Kerr, it was it was beautiful to see. I know we're kind of going arse failable here, but um, it was really good to see Hadji get his goal. And you saw what it meant. And even look, shown in the comments is saying, even I had a tear in my eye when Hadji scored. Yeah, I know. I mean, Hadji offers something to us that we don't have. He's he's two footy for a kickoff, which not a lot of our players are. Can, he's, he's as comfortable on his left as is on his right. And he creates and he drifts and he finds space in middle of the park. Other players don't. I know we're all, but meaning we are luxury. And, Especially maybe in the Scottish game, but in European matches he stands out for you at times because he's playing against better players, so he performs better. And I think if a right offer comes in, you take it, but I think if it doesn't, he's one of the guys Bill has to use next season because he's so important, especially just at finding wee spe- pockets of space. He can create, he can score. We've seen that today, we've seen it in the past. and <clears throat> Sometimes he's too good for his own, he's too good for us. At times, because he might be one or two steps ahead of others, but hopefully a player like Campbell and Lawrence might be playing off him. He can play the guys in his wavelength. Yeah, can I just say a big hello to everybody watching. Thank you for tuning in. I know that you don't really have to tune in because it's the end of season and there's not uh, that much that, that we can take, but I do appreciate the support and everybody tuning in. It's great to see you all. Please do get your comments and I will try and keep up with them. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please do give us a, the show a like if you're enjoying it. A dislike if you don't like it. 
there's always the opportunity to give a dislike and make sure that you're subscribed so that any and all content that we put out on YouTube, you get notified of it. Give us follows on all the social platforms as well. And of course, as most of you probably already know, we are trying to build the rabble into a proper media platform. And in order to do that, we do have our Patreon where you can get at least one show a day. Obviously, the more people that sign up and the closer we get um, to be able to go full time, then you will get daily shows, news updates, etc. We're trying to build that at the moment. So the link for our Patreon is in the description um, if you fancy helping to support the podcast and get access to loads of extra shows. Craig, I actually forgot what I was going to ask you about Yanis Hadji. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this thing. See when hosts forget something, I'm not going to mention that I've forgot the question. I'm just going to ask you a really benign one. Craig, your thoughts on Yanis Hadji? See see what I've done there? See what I've done? Yeah. Um, I was, oh, I, I remembered. Was... It's okay. I remembered. I remembered. Right. So Robert mentioned um, Tom Lawrence, um, and I can't find the comment that Rangers on tour put in, but he was he was was in my head and he brought it up. So Lawrence is coming back from a serious injury, a long injury, the kind of that similar to Hadji. So there's no guarantee at the start of next season or maybe September, I think, when he's going to be fit again. He's not going to come straight back into that team and be the Tom Lawrence that was there at the start of the season. Hadji will be fitter. He will have more games under his belt and can possibly offer more to this this Rangers team than what Tom Lawrence might be able to offer once he's back. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, similar to Hadji now, Tom Lawrence isn't going to be up to speed and, and at 100% for me until probably close to Christmas. Um, you're going to be looking at that sort of time period because he's going to take weeks to get back up to the... Um, especially if players have been playing six or seven games at the start of the season, he ain't going to come straight back in. Um, so we're going to have to be patient with him like we have been with with Yanis. Um, for me, I would love Hadji to stay because I think, Kerr said it before, we can't go down the route of scorched earth and getting rid of every single player. Um, we need to obviously have some form of squad at the start of next season unless... The only way we get rid of Hadji is if someone comes in with a ridiculous offer that the club just can't sort of, you know, can sort of seven, eight, to close to 10 million and then the club have to sort of get rid of him. Um, we can't sort of turn down that sort of money. Um, but for me, if, if that doesn't come in, he's there at the start of the season. I know he doesn't have the pace. He's never never had the pace. He, he's never had that when he when he came to us to begin with. Um, doesn't he? No, I, I could see him slotting in at our level at a sort of... Um, even number ten or number eight, sort of play him a little bit further back, and use his use his, use his ability to to sort of spray balls around. Um, so for me, unless unless it's ridiculous money, I think he's there to start the season. Right, we've got a question from Curry, um, and it was great to meet Curry and Shona and Brian and Cammy and all the guys at the live show. It was great to put faces to names. So thank you guys for that as well. Um, Martin, question, when did it become a yellow card when a player comes into you, barges you right in front of the referee? They just cannot wait to card Cantwell. Robert, the refereeing decisions all game and for both teams. This isn't just a Rangers thing. I thought the refs, the, the ref and the linesman and that, although, albeit because it was so comfortable, maybe not as noticeable, poor. Well, I think just to answer that question, I think the, the, the card maybe comes for the players that are coming together. Um, afterwards, uh, I think that's maybe why the referee brandishes a card. I get what Curry's saying. Cantwell does seem to be um, targeted ever since that day at Firth Park. There's been maybe a target in his back. Um, and I think it's been evident there's been no no getting away from that. Um, referee today wasn't brilliant, but the referee in Scotland, isn't brilliant, you know. It's it's a, we could talk about that in, in a podcast in its own in terms of did they go full time, did they not go full time, and all that carry on. I don't even think that makes it better. Um, I mean, I, I listened to Monday Night Football the other night, and they were listening to VAR and stuff like that. I can't be doing with it. Absolutely can't be doing. It. A load of a load of a load of nonsense. I just want the decisions to be right. That's all I want. I don't want to hear how they came with the decision or why they've made the decision. I want the decision to be right. So. Um, no, Cantwell's going to have this now moving forward in Scottish football. He's going to be our new sort of. He's going to take the baton for for Morelos, isn't he? It looks like that. That's going to be the way. Um, and he does get involved, and and he's no shying away either, which obviously doesn't go in his favour. So, um, I think you can probably see he's, he'll he'll get a few yard cards next season as well. I think it's ironic, Kerr. Um, now I watched Rangers TV. I didn't watch Sky Sports, but I did see a clip on Twitter uh, at half time. Um, and 
we'll talk about the, the, the free kick goal in a second, but the foul leading up to it um, was as clear a foul as you're going to see on Campbell. Does Campbell go down easy? Yes. But do all footballers go down easy? Yes. Um, I thought it was a bit ironic from James McFadden, a Celtic supporter, talking about Campbell going down easy. Because I'm pretty sure he must have watched Celtic a lot this season. And they've got a certain player called Kyogo up front, who for me is down easier than Jack Grealish. So that's a wee bit, that's a wee bit hypocritical for McFadden, is it not? It is, but listen, it's Scotland, isn't it? We're, going, we're always going to be targeted. I mean, it's a free kick. You put your two arms across him. I mean, it's, you can see there's not a lot in it because he just puts it across him. It's a football. It's a foul. I mean, the football, it's nothing else. It's decisions as clear as day. It's a foul. We get the free kick. We've done one summer later on, roughly the same kind of way. You never get a free kick. So it just shows you the inconsistency of referees there. But Todd does get targeted. And I think, but like Robert says, it doesn't help himself to get in the referee's face at times or other players' face. But it's, it's a physical, physical contact sport. And, Referees sometimes can just talk to the players and say, "Listen, enough. Any more of this, you'll be card. You'll be you'll be carded." But he doesn't. He branches. He branches a two yellow cards as quickly as he can get them out of his pocket. Do you know what I mean? It's like you don't even know what he said. It's just a bit of banter. I mean, many times you see players just pushing each other. You see it constantly. They don't get yellow carded, but he done it there. Is it because it's right in his face? Who knows? But we can all name players for other teams who get away a bit more than others. It's just the way football is, but I think sometimes the referee's got to take more common sense decisions and say, listen, no more of that or you will be carded. It's, it's just comes down to the referee, Martin. The referees are poor. Full-time doesn't make them better. More training doesn't make them better. It's just human error. And Robert said that he doesn't like VR. VR's meant to help, but it depends on the people operating it. But you're always going to get human error every kind of sport because it's, in the day, it's just somebody's opinion on stuff and we've all got different opinions. So listen, I'm pretty sure as well, Keir. I'm pretty sure. And I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was sitting next to Stylian Petrov as well. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Stylian was known for getting down rather easily. Stylian Petrov is probably one of the better people on Sky when great, he's talking about Great pundit, great yeah. I'm not saying anything against him. I'm just saying that, you know, you can't talk about players going down easy when he, when the team he supports has got the worst diver in the league and he's sitting next to Martin, You're always going to get people on Sky when it's Rangers and Celtic playing with a bit biased towards their side and if they're biased towards Celtic, we shout out. If they're biased towards Rangers, they shout out. So it's just the way we are. Robert, Robert maybe not got it as bad where he is because it's no stuck in a goldfish bowl. But that's just what it's like up here. We have to love it. It's, it's petty at times, but that's what it's like. And McFadden was a diver himself as well. Yeah, yeah Craig, yeah. the result free kick, James Tavernier. It seems to, what is it he says, trust me or something yeah. like that. You can kind of see him saying. So he's clocked something. And then, boom, 400 appearances. It's at 101 goals, 102 goals now. Um, phenomenal. If that was against us, would you be angry with the goalkeeper? Um, I think you'd be angry with your goalkeeper if that, if that goes in from where, the, from where Tav's taken the free kick. Um, but Tav just does what Tav does and um, puts that the one, one spot that you think he ain't going to put it. Um, I saw second half, Marshall from the other side was, was key to... Put himself on that post and not not risk a second one going in, um, even though it was the the opposite side of the pitch. But yeah, it was a great free kick and um, perfect time to score just before half time. Um, well, I think they had probably not really started to come into the game because they weren't really creating a lot. Um, but the, we'd lost our sort of dominance on the game at that point, um, and it was starting to get a bit scrappy. Um, so Tav put in the ball right in the top corner, goalkeeper. It, Maybe a younger goalkeeper gets across and, and can save that, or a goalkeeper that's a bit more alert. But yeah, it's a great free kick. I know, Robert. If that's if that's Alan McGregor in goal for us, and that goal goes in, I can only imagine what the comments are saying on this. But like I say, taking nothing away from Tav, Tav knew exactly what he was doing. He executed it brilliantly. Um, but again, if that's McGregor and that's against us, there's a few people in our comments with some choice words. Oh, they'd be spewing, absolutely spewing. So, um, but no, listen, Tavernier seems to come up big for Rangers. I know there's been bigger games where he's been, we've been critical of his defending, but see for for free kicks and goals or assists, see when you need him, he's there. And I, and I think we needed that goal at that point because, as Craig said, I think we started the game all right, a couple of corners where we should have had one or two goals um, at least, um, and then they got a couple of corners. And then I did feel that Johan maybe he got the better Tavernier once or twice. And that our right hand side, and I can. And Nisbet then had that header as well, and I'm thinking, 
you know, we need a couple of chances here. And as I say, Tavernier steps up like he does uh, and has done throughout his seven seasons at, at Rangers. I think his first goal was at Easter Road, somebody said, in the, in the, in the Challenge Cup. And, he, and he's, you know, his, his most recent one's been there as well. So it's quite fitting the day that he gets the first one and gets us up and running. Um, but I think Marshall's going to be upset with himself when he watches that one back. Uh, it was extremely comfortable, care. However, Hibs did have one or two chances. Um, in the first half, especially, they had the chance where I think Nisbet puts a, it's a lovely ball, right? A lovely ball with the outside of the foot in. And I think it's Campbell on the end of it who probably should score. Um, so, yeah, we, we played really well, but Hibs did have one or two chances. They did the hat, isn't it? Because a couple of times, which they were always going to try and do because we had majority of possession and they were unlucky once or twice, but obviously they couldn't, they couldn't finish. But I thought in the general... We cope with Nisbet well. His movement's good, uh, Nisbet, but I thought the King and especially Suter coped with it. He didn't like the physical side for John Suter, did he? A couple of times Suter just barged him off the ball and it was like, nah, that's enough. He did give out a couple of wee fly kicks at times, Nisbet, which you don't really like to see, but I mean, he, didn't, he never get booked for that. Do you know what I mean? Yet Gantmel gets booked for just pushing something that pushed him. That's the difference. But I thought we coped with Hab's attack well. Johan caused a couple of problems early on, but when, when Tav's points are far up the park, our midfielder's got to drop deep and cover, and one of the centre-backs has got to go across and cover, which we weren't doing, because a lot of times it was just Suter and King back there himself, and you had the old man and asking, sprinting back to help cover, so maybe they thought I was one of that danger, so that's why he left just to turn there. Who knows, Martin, but I thought we played really well, and I think you have to say about Tav, I know he gets criticised, right, and I'm fed up defending him, but you just have to look down in England, with Klopp constantly sticking up for Trent Arnold, saying he gets criticised defensively, but he doesn't leave him out Liverpool's side because of what he offers on our side of the park. He's, he's probably worse than Tav defensively, care, to be fair. The way he's, where he's playing and what, what what level he's playing at, he is, uh, he's playing Liverpool in a, a superior league and he's playing in Europe in the Champions League as well, so he probably is worse, but it's what he offers at our end of the park. I, caveat that before people, sorry, care, I'll caveat that before people jump in at me. He's a lot better going forward. Tav, right? He's a yeah. much better player. I'm just saying, defensively, for if you, if you compare the two defensively for Liverpool, he is tragic. Absolutely yeah, but tragic. Modern football now, full backs are not brought in to defend, full backs are brought in to attack, and that's the difference. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when a full back used to just have him over the half air line because they were told to defend. Now it's like, don't come back over that half air line, you get the attack starting. It's just the way football's went, and Tav gets criticised for what he does. And I see people saying, push him up the park. That might hurt him if you go to a back three. Who knows? But you can't you can't criticise what he's done in his seven seasons. Like I said, anybody else that was they're going to get a lot of praise for that. But he's an enigma at Rangers. You've got half the support like him and half the support don't. It's a shame because I think for what we bought him for, for what he's been through, he's been tremendous. Sadly he's not getting trophies to back up, but that's not all on him. That's on the board for no buying players, the managers for not getting players in. He's only the captain. He doesn't make the transfers. No, he does not. Um, William Campbell, Super Chat, afternoon. There's afternoon, William. Thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate that, um, all the support that we get here. Just just at the end of the first half, Craig, um, and somebody who we will talk about, because for me, he was man of the match. Um, John Suter playing a Goldson-esque pass, um, which he done the majority of the game. To be fair, I thought he was excellent. Um, Yelmaz gets on the end. He puts a brilliant ball into the box. Sakala does phenomenal to get up to reach it and probably should score. That probably sums up Fashion Sakala. But that ball for Suter, that cross for Yilmaz and potentially a new striker on the end of that um, next season, for me, that's a massive positive. Yeah, Suter was head and shot. I mean, the whole team were pretty good today. Um, but Suter was just unbelievable. And I think that anyone who's doubted his ability and the old when he's fit and stuff, today it's 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 lying under for me because he he was he was phenomenal and especially when he's been brought in to play alongside Goldson Goldson's meant to be the leader at the back and obviously you bring in King alongside Suda today and early on you probably think you know how are these two going to play together but yeah he was he was unbelievable um Yilmaz for me also I think was 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 really good um the one mistake he made first half and he slipped and he actually got back and recovered which I think he has He's got that as an advantage over Borna in that he his recovery skill is a lot better than Borna's. Um, but yeah, Suter was unbelievable. And that if, if we get that next season, um, Yilmaz, I think his crossing today was a lot better. And I think that can only get better. And then we, we've basically got that attack down the left next season. 
I, I tell you what, Robert, we'll come back to Suter in a wee second. Um, Craig mentioned yeah, Yilmaz, who again I thought was really good um, today. Um, so much is made of his size and how he's going to be knocked off the ball a lot. I think that only happened once um, today where he was kind of muscled off the ball. But other than that, um, I, I thought he was good. I thought he was really good. I think he's only going to get better the more that he plays. And I'm more than happy um, for him to be our starting left back next season. 100%. 100%. Um, I think he's looking more assured as the games go on. Looks comfortable on the ball. Seems to want the ball as well, which is good. Um, I'd like to maybe see him getting getting further up the pitch if we can. Um, but, that, you know, we paid a lot of money for him. There was always, you know, doubts early on when he wasn't getting games. But the boy needed time to sell in the country. I think then he gets the injury at the wrong time as well. I just think next season it's gone whole for him. Uh, he's got to nail that, that, that spot for himself, and I think he will do. Um, I didn't see too much evidence of his size being an issue today, Martin, at all. Um, just once he was muscled off the ball, but that happens to everybody. I think he's, but he's well, he squares people up as well. He's no he's no backing off. You know, Barisic will back off, back off, back off. He seems to square them up, and I quite like that about him. So, um, no, positive. 22-year-old as well, so there's, there's loads of time for him. Loads of time for him. Oh, he's away there. <laughs> but just to, to come back on about so I don't know what you boys thought, but I thought that was arguably his best game for Rangers today because I know last week he was very good as well, but in saying that, he had goals alongside him. The days get young King alongside him, he's obviously more the, the senior, if, if you like, at the parent. And I thought he just strolled it, absolutely strolled it, kid. He did. I mean, you got to remember when he was a Hearts, he was a captain and he plays that role really well with the goals, and obviously he's a second, not second in command, but goals and takes the lead, so he's putting alongside him. And I thought the more games under his belt, he's a good player. I mean, I think he's a better player than his brother, less I pay for his brother. The problem with John's always been his injury record, and that's how everybody looks at, which is to a point you have to look at it, but also he's a he's ability on the parts unreal at times. And if we can we can get him just injury free, which is fingers crossed, hopefully stays that way. But if he did. It'd be phenomenal for us at the back because as a really good football and as a really good defender. He had he had Nisbet on toast, Robert, the the full game. I don't think um even at their goal, I don't think Suter's put a foot wrong, did he? There was a wee sort of um graphic that came up about Nisbet's sort of touches in the match. I think he had sort of a few touches of the Hibs players in the first half, and that was credit to obviously John Suter just kept him really, really quiet. Um, as Kev was saying there, it's just about keeping John Suter fit. And what do you do next season? Do you play him every week, or do you pick and choose his matches that you know you keep him for the for the, the, the bigger games, as it were? Um, it's a, it's a real. I think that's really you. difficult, Robert. Sorry, I interrupt. That's really difficult right. because you have to a player playing has to have momentum. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think maybe if if we're playing, I don't know, St. Martin at home, and we've got another two fixtures that week. Then if you've got the players, absolutely, you would rest somebody like a suitor. You would maybe rest a Raskin or whatever. But if we've got three games in a week and they're massive games and suitors playing well, he has to play those games. Um, I think it's really difficult. And that's what I'm not a big fan of. You have players in there and there's certain games that they have to be rested for because you're worried about them getting injured. Oh, what's my I've done it, Mark, when Ian Giant, when Ian Giant came back fat injury, well, I put him in a new... He had to play him because when he make a difference on the side. And in, in fairness, care Walters, Walter Smith teams, everybody was injured. So, <laughs> but you know, I mean, Granite came back for that bad injury and he struggled at times, but well, he still played in important games for us, cup finals, games in Europe. Because Walter knew he had that class to make a difference, but other one of all games, they left him out. But the difference you know I mean? was back in the, the Walter teams, we had class to come in. Yeah, we did. We did. But I'm just saying, maybe you have to, like Ryan Jack might make use like John Suter. I mean, if he stays injury clear, he'll probably play every week, but it's just keep Manji clear. I mean, it can be going for a tackle and be fine, and he can get a small knock and train and be injured. Do you know what I mean? He's going to be back in the Scotland squad if he carries on in this phase, isn't he? He was, he was in. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, so Hopefully that's not. Gonna be, Hopefully that, not. <laughs> that's that's going to be an, another thing to factor in. Obviously, it would be moaning about Ryan Jack managing his international career. He's, his Rangers career, it's going to be the same with John Sewer. That's going to be another headache for us as supporters to handle next season. It should just say he's injured for Scotland squad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex Ferguson was the best at getting his players at the international duty, wasn't he? When he was at Man U. I mean, I was it Ryan never played a friendly or something, Kia? No, Ian Ferguson told us that one night in the brush where he said when Scotland's call-ups came, he always seemed to get an injury. Never mm. wanted to pick. Never wanted to pick. 
the, the one thing I will say about today, Craig, is and it's, sometimes it's difficult to notice these things when you're watching on the TV, right? But what, it, what I did notice was it seemed to be that at times Ryan Jack or, or John Lundstrom would come back into that, that, that defence and it would be King, Jack or Lundstrom um, and Suter and Yilmaz and Tav would push up further forward. So was that maybe the manager testing out this free at the back kind of formation? Yeah, I think he's been testing it out for a while. I think Lundstrom's done that quite often, um, where he'll drop back and get the ball, sort of a quarterback style. Um, I thought he played really well today. Um, Lundstrom seemed to be everywhere at one point. I think he was right wing, left wing. Um, we seemed to be playing also a bit more of a diamond, and he he was pushing out wide and, and sort of supporting supporting Tav. Um, I think it's something that we'll we'll look at next season. Um, I think it will give us that bit of extra stability at the back with an extra centre back, um, but then it does mean we'll need one or two extra centre-backs to obviously give us that bit of a, uh, give us that backup. Um, but I think we just need to go game by game. Um, not, I get the impression Bill won't like to just settle on one system. I think he'll, he'll basically alternate it uh, depending on the opposition. And he'll alternate it as well during the game, which is something that we see a lot. Um, look, we've touched on the Raskin injury. We, we spoke about the Hadji goal, so there's really only one thing left to talk about, Robert, and it's my favourite person to talk about. And that's Todd Cantwell. Um, we've seen it against Celtic. We've seen it again today. Um, Tav does really well, gets a shot away. And the first person there to poke it in the net is Todd. I listen, great reactions. Um, and delighted he got the goal because I think the manager had said in the week he was sort of praising him a wee bit and then he sort of brought him back down to earth saying that he was needing more sort of contributions in terms of goals and assists. And I think he, when he scored the goal, he sort of looked over and gave it one of them to, to Michael Beale as well, which is quite nice. But um, I have seen the build up to the goal. Ryan Jack on the right-hand side, like brilliant, gets himself in that position. It's a good ball into Tavernier as well. Um, so the whole move was nice to watch. Um, and, and Cantwell just seems to be loving playing for Rangers at the minute. You know, the wee dance and the pat on the badge and that. It was it was, it was was nice. Huh? So, listen, for value for money, I don't think there's been a better sign in the Scottish football this season. And I know he only came in in, in January and what have you, but I think, see, when, he, when his time is done and he does leave Rangers, because obviously these things do happen, you'll look back and think... What a player for the, for the money we paid for him. I mean, RRM saying Campbell had a quiet game by his standards, um, but uh, he never stopped and he, and he gave 100%. Mm-hmm. I thought first half care, Campbell was kind of in control of the game in the midfield. He was the one making the team tick over, making things happen. Second half, yep, I think everybody quieting down really in the second half. I think that, you know, we kind of felt the game um, was over, but he's always alert. He's always on the yeah. ball. He's so good with the ball at his feet. He's willing to try things. And like that at the end, um, he's, he's, he's on the end of the ball and he, and he scores a goal because he's always alert. He's a very neat and tidy footballer, but his awareness is top qualities. He can spot things happening before anybody else does. And like for the goal, he could have stopped because the one three Marshall should have done better, but he could have stopped thinking the goal he's going to come out and get it. But he doesn't, he keeps going and he gets his rewards with getting the goal. And he's just everywhere, Martin. He's supposed to be pulling off the car at one point. Next minute, he's back trying to defend. He's... He must cover some amount of distance during 90 minutes, by the way. He must, and he never looks tired. He never looks like he's... He never hides either, I know. Where should it's, he, the <laughs> it's the coffee. It's the coffee. It's the coffee, I know. He's just, he's just enjoying himself again, isn't he? Since he's left Norwich and he's playing first-team football, he's got his happiness back. He seems more confident in his own ability. And he's just back to playing what he used to have done a couple of seasons ago, and... Give him a pre-season and start next season. I think we'll see better of him. It's just up here, obviously. We don't want him to be a target for other players and other teams, which is going to be in referee spotting him as well, because a lot of times he does get fouled, but they're going to think, well, he's diving, so we're not going to give anything. And it's just maybe what he does. I mean, he's got a wee, wee ribbon in his hair. I think that's his good luck ribbon somebody gave him. But listen, I don't care what he has in his hair. I don't care what colour his hair is. If he can keep getting goals and assists for this Rangers side, I'll be happy. I know, it wouldn't be like Scottish football, Craig, um, would it he try and knock down probably one of the best players in the league? Um, I, 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 he wasn't one of the best players at the time, but was it was it Onua we had? And he'd done a wee rainbow flick or something like that over a player. And then for about a week and a half, the discussion in the media was, um, was that insulting? Um, what He didn't have to do that, blah, blah, blah. Scottish football doesn't like creativity um, in good play. Scottish football Scottish likes... Scottish football doesn't like Rangers, Martin. Scottish football doesn't like Rangers, no, but Scottish football doesn't like anything that helps to try and promote it, um, Craig. But Cantwell, there's a reason why this boy, when he was at Norwich, was linked with big moves um, for multi-multi-millions. 
Um, he fell away, he's came to us, he looks as if he's starting to get back into the kind of forum. I think he's still got another level or two to go up, personally, and that's frightening, but a good frightening for us. Yeah, um, I, I I would love to see next season when he's had a pre-season and, and had proper time with Michael Beale. Um, I agree with care. I don't care what his hair looks like, as long as it's not pink, because that would just look ridiculous. Um, uh, yeah, I think he... Uh, I think he it wasn't his normal standard today, but he didn't need to be. He didn't need to be playing 100%. I think he, he, he strolled that game. Um, and I was just glad to see him get his goal. Um, I think his dance his dance moves need a little work. Um, but apart from that, if that's anything we'll we'll criticise about him, then then uh, I think we'll be happy. And we'll just enjoy it while he's there because a couple of years' time, he might not be here anymore. But I think we'll look back on it and, and, and just be happy that it happened, not sad that it's finished. I mean, I, I was wondering what Robert was laughing at, and I've finally seen what Robert was laughing at, and Finn Fogel, fair play. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Martin, can you give everyone who came to the live show a huge thank you from me, um, all the guys that came from the Rabble and the people in the chat. It was amazing meeting them all. So glad I came along. It was a fantastic night. It was, it was a brilliant night. Um, I was extremely nervous. When you're talking like this, I can't see the people watching. Um but obviously when you're at a live show, people are standing there and you're speaking and you're just hoping that what's coming out your mouth is not shite, effectively. Um, but, but care just quickly on that, that night, it was a brilliant night. Um, big thanks to Ricky and everybody at Lounge 72. Um, great hospitality. And it's something that we're definitely going to do in the future. Yeah, it's, it was great, man. It's great meeting special folk at watches every week. And like Curry, you've got Cammy, Aldo, Brian. All the guy, everybody else that came on me, Shona, everybody that came in to the to watch us. I mean, they paid good money to watch us talk nonsense, Martin. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's unbelievable at times, and people come up to you and call you a right kid, and you're like, Who is that? I'm not got a clue who that is. But they, they know you, but you don't know them. It's great, it's amazing, it's unreal what this pod's achieved in a short space of time. And Lounge 72 is fantastic, but no, great to do it again because some of these people, I mean, they're meeting guys. You probably never meet just because of this, but we're all there for a reason. It's all for the love of Rangers, and it just mm-hmm. it's just amazing what's happened. And just like to thank everybody for coming on Friday night. It was it was amazing. And Curry, next time I meet you, we'll have a longer chat. Can I just say as well, Brian? It was a great night. It was a great night, and we managed to raise three hundred pound for the Rangers Charity Foundation as well, um, which is what the night was all about. So I'm uh, again a big massive thank you to everybody. Um, who came along. All right, Kier, so sum the game up for us then. Um, a 3-1-1 away at a difficult venue. Um, some more players getting some minutes. We've seen a, a good bit of youth come on at the end as well. Um, sum it up for us. It was a simple victory for Rangers. Very comfortable. Good to see some young guys come on the park. And I think Scott Arfield showed today he deserves another year for me. I would keep Scotty for another year because I think you need something like that in your squad. So that's my sum up. Get Scotty Arfield signed up. I know. My missus uh, was at the night out as well, Robert. And um, <clears throat> I've done a bit towards the end of your segment where I wanted people to ask some questions. Um, Shona, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> and my missus wanted to ask about Scott Arfield, but she was too, she was a bit too nervous. Um, so, all right, I was going to finish there, but Kerr's brought it up. Thank you, Kerr. Just quickly, Robert, Scotty Arfield obviously came on. Um, he's came on in recent weeks and he's and he's looked good. Um, should we have him at the club next season? Well, before I get you answer, I think we're going to find out, aren't we, this week? Because the manager said... For you, did... should we? Not for the manager, not for Rangers, <laughs> not for the people watching. Your opinion. For Robert. me, on the spot today, I'm going to say no, sadly. Uh, well, I think... Come on! I'm sorry, Kermit, I'm sorry. I just... No, because he... Like, any lack of ability or any lack of endeavour, Just, I just think it's time we sort of moved on a wee bit and... Um, I'll keep Ryan Jack and, and say goodbye to Scotty Arfield and maybe use the, the money he, he brings somebody else in, you know. Um, I think he's been a good yeah. seven for us, but there's no point well, keeping I want, I want him banned, Martin. I'll <laughs> <laughs> ban the quiff. How's that? I'll ban the quiff. Back on the naughty step. <laughs> All right, okay, okay, Craig. Right, Roberts against, cares for. Um, you've got the casting vote. Not that, not that it means anything. Um but Scotty Arfield for next season, yes or no? For me, yes. Um, I think he, like uh, he, he gives us that that ability. 
um, to sort of change the game. He ain't going to be on a lot of money. Um, helps towards the Scottish quota, which we're not going to be able to do overnight surgery on, on the squad. Um, so for me, he gets another year on the provision that, and I think he, he wouldn't have an issue with it on the provision that he ain't going to be playing 35, 40 games next season. He's going to, and if he does, he's going to be playing sort of five, 10 minutes um, at the end of games to see games out. And I don't think Scott would have a problem with that. Uh, I think he he would understand and him and Jack would be able to support the new players coming in. Sorry, I couldn't help but bring that wee comment up. No, I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree. Does, I don't does think he, it... does he, sorry, does he help towards the Scottish quota though? Is yes. that true? Yes. So that's how you get to the tick. He ticks that box. All right, that's brilliant. Then, aye, brilliant. And he was born in Scotland, even though he played for Canada. He's still Scottish. I know. I know he's Scottish. Aye, I don't know how he's got a game for Canada. Probably some sort of grandkid. Yeah. That's it. I went against him. I know. I, no. I could have played for England, by the way, but I was just rubbish. Wait, Tiddlywinks. Oh well, yeah, actually, I've never actually played Tiddlywinks. I don't even know what Tiddlywinks is. I've I've always heard that used though. Um, but there you go. Okay, folks, that will do us. Um, these are really strange um, reactions when there's nothing really on it. I mean, it's obviously different if the result goes the other way, and then you've got you know about another. Let's talk about Robin McCrory today, Martin. Robert said he was going to keep a clean sheet. Okay, right, okay. I did promise the missus that I would tidy the house, but you know what? Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. Um, final, final, final point then. Um, Robert, Robbie McCrory, what's your thoughts? Um, he was raging that he never kept his clean sheet. He was absolutely livid. Um, but what was your thoughts on Robbie McCrory? Oh, it, was, uh, it wasn't his, his, his best game in terms of um, confidence. I think he, that cross early doors maybe knocked him a wee bit. And he was, obviously, we got a free kick for, I think, with a, a mere pushing Lundstrom. Um, it, yeah, it wasn't his great game. But see what? Through the game, he was still talking to his back four. He was still trying to command. Um, aye, so I, 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 I still think that it's no downside. He's won the game. Pulled off a good save before, I think it was before the goal went in for, for the boy with the peg here, who's... Honestly, the, the ugliest looking boy in Scottish football. Um, McCurdy, brutal. Got a haircut. Um, pulls up a great save for him. And then I think that was it for the resulting corner, actually. Maybe the, the, the goal comes in off Hamlin. So, and the fact that he's raging, that he's not kept a clean sheet in a game that we've won anyway, shades of Alan McGregor for me. Um, mm. A good mentality, that. And he's definitely one you keep hanging about. I know we, we got a wee bit of inside scoop. Uh, before on the build up show that Butland looks like a, a, a doer. But I think Robin McCrory's going to push him if he does come in. Number two. Who, Butland? Get yourself oh, off. Macrory. <laughs> Macrory, number two. Well, number see, I don't care. I'm not 100% sure, right? Because De Gea is hopeless. And Butland kind of getting that yeah, man. Yeah, Macrory, but... De Gea? No, he's not. <laughs> De Gea's hopeless, man. Absolutely <laughs> mince. And Butland kind of like getting that man. Butland comes in, he'll be told he's coming in as number one. We'll all be fighting of for course the position. Will. Of course he will. I just, and according I just, to Michael Bill with day three deals are basically done. So, so the Rabble's going to be busy then? Apparently one might be in on Wednesday, they've said. I want coming on Wednesday. Well, Robert works for home, so that's good. Robert will always be available last minute to jump on and do some breaking news. Panic, Robert needs our computer. <laughs> I, well, that's also true. That's also true. All right, Kia, final thoughts on Robin McCrory. People saying he was a wee bit flappy at crosses. Um, maybe didn't have his best game, but... What's your thoughts? I thought he looked nervous at eight times, but he pulled off some good saves as well. So, to me, you keep him, but I think he will be a number two. But he will be pushing whoever's number one for a position, which is right. And if he gets his chance, then he, take, he takes it. But I think he will start the season as number two. And just like to say, Martin, good luck to the Rangers women's team today. I'm going to come on to that in a few seconds. But can I just point out two things? Um, Lee Henderson, De Gea just won the Golden Glove. Um, and RRM Martin Martin's right, which I love to hear. Uh, Manuel <laughs> looking for a new goalkeeper, and Butland can't get a game. Can I just say to everybody? See, whenever I say anything negative about Manu or anything negative about any of Manu players, it's just because I like to wind up here, and I really don't like Manu. I don't know why I don't like Manu because I'm half mank myself, um, but I just don't like. I don't I like Manu. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, yeah, Rangers woman, care you mentioned it um, today, 10 past four, Glasgow City at Ibrooks on BBC Alba. BBC Alba, I'm hearing there's going to be over 10,000 at the game. 
Um, massive, massive turnout for the women, and let's hope they can do it. I'll, if I have to say care one more time... <laughs> I don't think you're talking to me here. I hope did, can. Uh, I hope hold I... on. Did, did you still hear me saying care? And if I was distracted, I zoned out there for a second. There was voices behind me down the stairs. Uh, I hope they do. I think they will win today, Martin. I just hope they can get a better result in that other side, that other team across the That's city. That's going to be the difficulty. Yeah. I think they will win, but I just hope they can beat their result. They've got Hearts and maybe Glasgow City, which is a harder game. But I think mm-hmm. they will beat them. And I think it could end up three or four now. I know Carl's very nervous today. She was saying on Friday night she's she's nervous. Well, and Wolf and Brian are more uh, optimistic, but I know Carl was quite nervous. So hopefully they win it for hopefully they can win the league, but hopefully at the end of the day, Carl's quite happy. Yeah, just for context, um Glasgow City are two points ahead of Rangers and Celtic who are on the same um points. Um Rangers have got one goal better than Celtic, so if Rangers Rangers need to beat Glasgow City by pr- pretty much the same amount of goals that that Celtic beat Hearts by, and I've, I'm pretty sure Craig that Celtic will put quite a few um, past Hearts. So it's up to Rangers to try and and do the same against Glasgow City, who at the women's in the women's league are very very good. Yeah, um, ultimately, the, whatever happens today isn't going to define whether Rangers win the league or not. It's it's down to the number of games they've drawn. Um, way too many games they've drawn and, and conceded late goals. Uh, but let's just hope they can put a few. I think if they get a couple of goals early, it might put a bit of pressure on, put a bit of pressure on Celtic. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's going to basically be a shootout. But even if they don't win the league, they need to win to try and get Champions League. They do. They absolutely do. Okay, folks, thank you for watching. I appreciate everybody watching. Please like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And like I always say, if you want more content, you want to help support the podcast then do come over and join us over on Patreon. The link for that is in the description. Big thank you to our sponsors, Let Me Repair UK, um, for all your electronic devices, your phones, your tablets, computers. I'm looking at you, Robert, for your computers. Um, Get it into these guys, um, and they will sort it out for you as well. So big thanks to them for sponsoring the pod. Don't forget, you can also download all of our shows um, here on YouTube, um, on Acast, iTunes, etc., wherever you get um, your podcasts. So thank you, Craig. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Care. Um, a comfortable victory for Rangers today, which is always good to see in the capital. And we will see you tomorrow night at half past seven for your Monday night rabble phone-in. So thank you, folks. We'll speak to you again soon. Cheers for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.